630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Seven oh five in Edmonton. Second hour of Inside Sports. Brendan Ulrich with you. Reed Wilkins uh, vacationing this week, doing some golfing, hanging out with friends, and apparently watching Game of Thrones as well. We're going to bring Tom Gazzola in the studio here shortly uh, from Oilers TV. If you go to any Oilers game, you'll you'll likely. Uh, recognize him or if you uh, go to evansoilers.com you'll see him all over Oilers TV as well we'll get to Tom in a second you're right I might get it turned off there I want to get to a quick call because Mark has been patiently waiting he wants to talk about Tony Washington of the Eskimos released over the weekend and he says he has some good things to say about Tony Mark uh, what do you want to say well I have as a person who helps organize football in peace country I I've brought kids down to the game, and, and the Eskimos have a cool promotion where kids get to be on the field with the players when they run out. They call it the fan tunnel. And uh, <clears throat> I've been doing that for about five years, bringing kids down. And last year, when we're getting ready for the game, the, the players were all in the tunnel getting all amped up, and Tony Washington and, and uh, Calvin McCarty uh, came out and made sure that every kid got a high five in that line. So some of the players, you know, they're, they're worried about concentrating on the game they don't worry about making sure the kids have a cool experience well tony made sure that every kid that i brought down there got some love and it was that's the kind of people that the eskimos bring in i just wanted to give tony washington that kind of recognition awesome stuff mark appreciate the story you bet of course tony washington signing with hamilton so we found uh work very quickly but uh, he was a key uh, member of the eskimos great cup win and uh some guys coming back from injury uh, led to him being released the other day, but uh, we wish him luck moving forward. All right, let's get to uh, Tom Gazzola here as I figure out which mic he's on. There we go, that's the one. Yeah, you did it. I feel like <laughs> Bob Stoffer. he always messes that up. Does he know how to work the board? Stoff doesn't <laughs> This know one he knows, yeah. He okay. doesn't know how to use the big one in there. Oh, but, uh, this one, he, I'm having trouble too, so I understand when you're, in the, when you're trying to talk and do this at the same time, it gets a little confusing. But you got through it, B.U. You got through it, and for that, I'm proud. Your good looks were just, uh, you know, intimidating me. Thank you very much. <laughs> By the way, you know what? It, what is intimidating? L- having Bob Layton, the legend himself, let you into this building. I had to introduce myself. Very nice man. That was really neat. I didn't know Bob was still here. He's like, here. He's here at three in the morning. The so guy. He's he committed still- to his craft. Wow, that's, that's awesome. That is kind of neat. You know, Did I didn't expect. I thought Kellen might let me in. I told Kellen to go let you in. Yeah, I was Bob, on my way down, and Bob beat me to it. That's like Bob, the first time ever. Bob too. was much quicker. He's his way quicker was better than, than yours, Kellen. <laughs> I can say that because I went to college with you. He, he's the Flash. That's what it is. Well, you know? The Edmonton no. Flash. That's Bob. You know Bob what? He, that's a stretch. Kellen, you're just slow. <laughs> oh. I still love you, buddy. There you go. I'm kidding. I don't know. I'm I kidding. watched this guy play junior hockey back in the day, so I'm, I'm not sure about... You know, that's, that's that, taking that a rock in a glass house, For the Red right? Wings? So. Yeah. He was, Tom Gazzola was a Red Wings superstar. 
North side second kid? in the league well, last year. Star. I don't know about superstar, but star. Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> good, good, good to see you, Kellen. Yeah, great to see you too, Johnny. Uh, for sure. <laughs> the second best North side hockey player outside of uh, Alex Petrovic come from Edmonton. Good Kong kid. Zola. I worked a uh, hockey school with him last week. Love that kid. Yeah, he was he's, inside in uh, on only others now with us as well. So. Yeah, he's buddies. Uh, he's your buddy, is he not? Uh, I know him. Not good buddies, but yeah, I grew up with him a little bit, so I know him, and he's he's friends with a lot of people I know. Yeah, so. uh, my younger brother Paul's really good friends okay. with with uh, Patch. So yeah, really good kid. Uh, nice to be on the ice with him. Let's talk sports or something. <laughs> We this haven't been doing much show. of that. We were t- actually Reed brought up the Game of Thrones topic at the start of the show. Great show. You watch that? Love okay. that show. See, that's awesome because yeah. Reed was fighting the urge to watch it for a while. I'm like Reed, man, you would love it. Like yeah. that's up Reed's alley. A hundred percent. So he finally watched it. Now he's hooked, and uh, he's watched five episodes already. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was the same way. I was very reluctant to watch Game of Thrones, and I think it was season two, mid-season two. Everyone was talking about it, and I finally decided I, I had nothing to do. It was the middle of the summer, and staycations are my favorite thing, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to watch a TV show. And everyone kept recommending Game of Thrones, and finally, I just I watched one episode uh, of season two, and I'm like, this is actually pretty good. And then uh, I went back uh, throughout season one. Watched it all, binge-watched, and then yeah. caught up to where I was at at Season 2, and I've been watching it religiously ever since. I like it. I think it's a great show. HBO is one of my favorite channels. Yeah, so I don't watch a ton of TV shows or get so excited for TV shows, but the one that really got me going was Breaking Bad, and now I think Game of Thrones is just as good, if not better. Those are like the two best shows I've probably ever watched and followed. I never got into Breaking Bad, and well, everyone, when I say that, they get disappointed, and yeah. then they go, why don't you just start binge-watching it? And I just, in my mind, I'm so reluctant to watch it. Really? Uh, you know, I pick a show and I stick with it. I'm starting to lose a little bit of faith in uh, The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. See, I gave and, up on that a while ago. And I just I just lost lost it with Suits. Uh, you know, that, that passion's not there anymore. I really liked Suits for like six and a half seasons, and then now it's... it's I followed them on Instagram, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm not done. like Game of Thrones. It. When that show ends, you're like shaky and like, oh my God. How good was ha- that episode on Sunday? Yeah, it's outstanding. Yeah, so. yeah. Let's. Well, uh, we won't talk too much about. Uh, you want to talk about shows. video games? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sound like a guy that has some time off here, Tom. Because you know, during the season, you're go go go. You're yep. on the road with the team. You're always working at the games. You're at practices. But uh, when the season ends, you get some time off. Yeah, and the season, like, I know the regular season ends the first week of April, and then if the Oilers, like they did, make a run, uh, we're we're all go until they're done, and then it's kind of it gets quiet for a little bit in May. Uh, it got a little bit quiet for about a week, week and a half. Then we went to Buffalo for the combine. And then, uh, again, a couple of weeks of uh, just preparing for the draft. So we were at the draft after. And then as soon as we came back from the draft, I think we had two or three days, and we were off to Jasper for uh, rookie development camp. And we were there till the 6th or 7th. And then that's when, you know, the 16-17 season for Oilers TV basically has its ending. So, um I, like I had <laughs> had a lot of holidays because you can't take I suppose you could take holidays but as the team reporter you probably shouldn't take holidays during during the season and not that I'd want to anyway because I'd feel like I'd be left out and not not know what's going on when I came back to the yeah. to the coverage of the team and so you build up all your holidays and you just burn them off in the last six weeks of the summer so that's what I've been doing it's been great I finally saw my best friend's second child um <laughs> and catching up with family it's it sounds bad but like 
you just you're always at the rink or you're always mm-hmm. in a different city and, and you see you get the pictures and the text messages and the updates on everyone's kids and who's getting married who's getting divorced now and all that stuff and then finally you get a chance to actually see everyone during the summer and this is this is the time i enjoy so when i see people tweet out I can't wait for hockey season. I go, yeah, I understand, <laughs> but like, come on, like, we've got four weeks here. Let's let's enjoy what we have of this nice weather. I was talking with Mark Spector about the same thing earlier today because you know Spec gets some time off in the summer, yep. and then we're talking about Bob going on holidays. Bob works the show year round, so he doesn't really get a whole lot of holidays, but he is on holidays now. So we're like, okay, Bob, enjoy it because it, the season's just around the corner. And you're going exactly. to be working like a dog again. So, but then he's like. Whoa, what's going on? As yeah. soon as, like halfway through his vacation, what's going on? I'm in, I'm at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's Kathy's with the kids. What's going on with the team? It's like, that's Bob, nothing's Bob going is. on. It's all good. Enjoy. Go on the rides with the, boy, with well, the boys and girls. <laughs> that's why we're talking like, yeah. Game of Thrones here on a, on a sports show. We'll talk about the Eskimos in a second. We will talk about the Oilers and yep. get your thoughts on some of the changes this sure. offseason. You mentioned video games. I know you talked about NHL 18 and this three-on-three thing that comes out. And I usually, when I go to the bars and I get fired up we pre-drink with my buddies and we play like with whiskey or shots if a guy gets scored and we play two on two get scored and take a shot so mm-hmm. I'm thinking like this three on three is the perfect thing for it I know it's a big feature in NHL 18 that they're bringing out and you've been playing it already with this what yeah. beta version is that what it's called it's they, EA Sports released the beta version and uh, I just downloaded it last week I think today's the last day you can you, you can get it for like a week or something like mm-hmm. that and uh, I had no idea about the NHL threes they call it but if you remember Five or six years ago, BU, before Xbox One and PS4, there was uh, NHL 3-on-3 Arcade, I think it was called. Okay. Yeah, and I uh, that. it was like NHL 09 or something like that. And uh, I, I guess they kind of pull from that a little bit, but uh, it's not as arcade-like. It's still a little bit sim, but uh, definitely more wide open and fun and frustrating. They have these this money puck thing. You know, if the puck's lit up in gold, it's worth either two or three. Oh, really? If it's uh, lit up in in blue, uh, if you score, it deducts two from the opposing team and you get one. So I went from like a four nothing lead, up best of five online, to losing four or five nothing within like three shots. It was it was so fr- I, I I'm not someone who rages when I play video games, but I was almost at my threshold. Wow. So you're saying. My record is horrible. It's not a good idea with this game because there's lots of goals. Maybe you guys will be having a lot of libations. If if, quarter shots, yeah. I mean, but you could change the settings. This is just online, and of course, it's just the beta, so it's it's not the complete game. But if you want to see me frustrated, watch me play that game. (laughs) Yeah, it is frustrating. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of fun though. I know all the players around the league love it too. Like that's what they do on their their time off when they're away from the rink. They play video games and they play in HL18 usually. So. Yeah. And the worst is like when a four-year-old kid beats you and he's just dangling around you and you hear him on the speaker chirping you. Well, that kid's probably going to what are they called? Esports now? They, they yeah. Video games. They sell at arenas and people watch these kids and And they're talking about live. potentially making it an Olympic sport. I saw, really? I saw wow. something. I think it was Deadspin today. Uh, by 2024, it could be... Uh, Maybe wow. a, a, get a trial run in the 2024 20, Olympics. Teddy, man. I, it's it makes incredible. Sense. My dad used to always say, why don't you go outside and <laughs> shoot the puck <laughs> yeah. into an actual net? I bought you a hockey net instead of playing this silly video game. And I would always be like, ah, it's too cold, man. <laughs> yeah. So what if I was in the 2024 Olympics? Dad, there you I go. hope you're listening because I'd be proven right then. <laughs> Well, a lot of kids are probably telling their dads that right now. Kids listening to this show. No, get out there and play street hockey. It's better for you. 
<laughs> but it's a different world, man. Like we were just talking off the air about forgetting things. Like I look up something on the computer when I'm looking up a stat or a hockey stat or if I'm trying to remember a game, I'll just look it up on Google and I'll forget about it like the next day. It's just how, Yeah. I mean, the kids growing up, or it's just a different world in terms of technology and uh, that's probably not a good thing because you forget so much, but it's so easy to find whatever you're looking for that you don't really absorb it. Yeah, and, and Google becomes a crutch yeah. and uh, yeah, I find myself BU challenged by that sometimes too. You don't retain yeah. what you uh, experience, but um, in the last few years, I've had to make a point of like really focusing and I've gotten better. When I was a kid, I'd have cereal in the morning and I would read the stats page every mm -hmm. day. And I, yeah, I could too. tell you the top 25 scores yeah. in the league were and every team's record. Now, I mean, now I'm a lot better <laughs> at it because <laughs> I need to be. But, um, you know, I had to look up the Arizona Cardinals record from last ne season because they're my favorite NFL team. And I'm like, I think they're six and ten. Yeah. No, they're seven, eight and one. Like, good job, Tom. Like, <laughs> you really paid attention to them last year. They, they went out with a two game winning streak. So but you're right. Well, you're a smart guy. I noticed that with other games and stuff, you write down notes as well. And that probably helps you remember and retain yep. what you're watching. Because, yeah, I'll wake up the next day and I'll be like, I should probably watch the highlights again because I sort of forgot some of the things that happened in that and, game. And that's fine. And you know what I find if, if you go back and watch highlights, you, you remember the small details that at that moment yeah. you kind of make a note of it mentally. But then you, have, you go back and watch the highlights. You're like, oh, yeah, that play or that small little uh, thing that someone did along the wall led to that goal. I, I just didn't remember that. Um, yeah, it's it's just like it's like studying up basically in a much more fun way than uh, mathematics <laughs> or science or any of those subjects, physics that I was terrible go. at. Yes, me as well. It's yeah. a crazy world we live in. Uh, it's seven nineteen. We need to take a quick time out. We're going to come back with Tom Gazzoli. We'll talk more about sports. We sort of went sure. down a different path there. It's summer, uh, we'll man. talk about yeah, exactly. The Eskimos are six and zero. I know Tom's a big Eskimo fan. Uh, the Oilers did make some changes this off season. The biggest change likely being uh, Jordan Everly being dealt for Ryan Strom. We'll get Tom's thoughts on that and uh, maybe the fact that they brought in some guys like UC Yoke. And they weren't that busy this offseason. It wasn't enough. Should they have done more? We'll get Tom's thoughts on that as we move along Inside Sports this evening. This is Adarius Bowman from your Edmonton Eskimos. And you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Adarius Bowman bringing us back on Inside Sports. Can't wait to see him back out on the field for the Edmonton Eskimos. 6-0. Tom Gazzola in studio. Big Eskimo fan. Do you go to every game, Tom? Yes. Season ticket holder? Yes. I haven't for a long time. Um, I did get to cover the Eskimos uh, briefly for two seasons. I think it was 08, 09, when I worked for the score part-time. And uh, I vividly remember being on the sidelines, you know, in the last, like, five, ten minutes, mm -hmm. everyone goes down to the sidelines yep. for the scrums on the field. And I vivid, like, we sit in section D, me and my buddies, we bought these tickets 10, 11 years ago. And uh, I remember it was like a Friday or Saturday night and I could see all, I had to give my ticket away because I was working the game and I could see them. And they were right behind me where the media stands to go to do the post-game interviews. And I'm looking at them and they're just yelling at me, <laughs> <laughs> pestering me. And every time I'd look back, they would hold their social sparklers in the air and make fun of me. <laughs> And oh, and I was like, well, you know, you kind of justify in your mind. You're like, come on, guys, like I'm working here. Yeah. And then you justify it in your head. You're like, well, I'm getting paid to do this. So whatever you guys. But then at the same time, you're like, oh, man, I wish I was 
sitting there with you guys because this is, I mean, uh, summer nights at the stadium yeah. are, are my favorite, especially on the weekend. Um, I, I love it. Like it's it's like an escape for me, especially when you're at a at a rink for you know what is it 150 to 200 days out of the year. So I love it. I have a lot of fun. My buddies, it's sometimes their only night off from from the wife and kids. It's when they get their uh, the green light. And we make the most of it, so it's it's a lot of fun. And it's only what ten nights a year, so you're killing me talking about that because yeah, I, I would love yeah. going with my buddies to the game, but I can't now because I'm on the sideline and it kills me every time. And you know what? You look like you're doing good work because I'm not <laughs> listening to the broadcast and I'm watching. You're literally <laughs> well, right in front of us. As long as I look like I'm doing something, I mean, that's the important. focus is in your eyes. I can see it, and uh, it looks like you're you you know holding your own and and doing the part uh, properly so good job be you from what i can see see my focus is on not getting hit that's what i'm see, trying that's why i'm focusing dialed in because one false move and you're getting oh, yeah. pulled over by like amondo seawall and then it's game over he's not small <laughs> no. and and those guys come in fast man they they come in really fast and they come in hard and uh yeah that's you gotta keep your eye on the play so yeah no i, I love it they're playing fantastic uh last week was a little dicey but you knew Hamilton was going to play much better than they did against Calgary. Uh, I mean, and the Eskimos, what is it, 20 starters now? I think that's the number, yeah. 20 guys with uh, Sorensen and Zolstra. Um, you, they're, they're bending and they're not breaking, but you have to think that the weight of that threshold is going to have to mm-hmm. give way soon, unless guys are, are ready to come back. How many guys are on the sixth game right now? Oh, I think eight. But I think uh, Kelly just came off, so that's good. Good. Um, I, I think Bowman is what he's missed four games now. I think yeah. he should be close. I don't know. I mean, guys will be coming back soon. Uh, I just don't know how healthy they will be for this game against Ottawa, which is scary because Ottawa is fired up coming off what happened against Winnipeg, and you have Henry Burris calling out the leadership of that team I or whatever's that. going on there. So, but uh, you this know could what? be a Henry, scary matchup. Henry Burris can say he led them to two great cups. Exactly. Uh, games and then won the last one. Yeah. So he has every right, and he probably knows what out of the forty-six man roster, at least thirty of those guys. You don't think someone's? Yeah, what you're saying is, I bet you some of those guys on the team are giving him a little some information. Of course, I mean, he knows. It's not he, like they're not friends, though. Yeah, so he knows what's going on inside the locker room. So he's, you know, saying what he needs to do to get people to talk, and that's part of the media. And like AJ said, I mean, the margin of defeat for those guys this season has been tough. And they, they have shot themselves in the foot a few times. And you, Trevor Harris is a better quarterback than what we've seen this year. And that team is a better team than what we've seen this year. And this this Thursday, it's it's not going to be easy for the Eskies. So um, one third of the season's gone, but he's still got, you know, 12 games to go or what is it? Uh, well, no, the Eskies had the bye week, so 11 yeah, games for some other teams. And uh, they're not out of the picture. So AJ's right. AJ, the way AJ broke it down was pretty spot on, I thought. He also said Mike Riley is best quarterback in the CFL. I would uh, not disagree with that. We'll get more of your thoughts on that All when right. we come back. Tom Gazzola is going to stick around here on Inside Sports. We'll also talk more about the Oilers offseason. We're saving it for the end of the show because we're having yeah. so much fun here. Yeah. We do have to get to a scoreboard update as well. What's going on in the sporting world tonight? That's all ahead on Inside Sports. Ulrich and Gazzola coming at you from the 630 set. Chad Studios. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. 
33 back here on Inside Sports. Brennan Ulrich, Kellen Kennedy behind the glass, Tom Gazzola in studio. And uh, you're fist pumping to Kellen there. Seems like you're happy with his it's uh, a good song fist choice. Pump. Yeah, because I want to say thank you, Kellen, for choosing that intro music and the Mountie song prior to that uh, coming out of the last break. That This last song we just heard was Cold, Cold Man by Saint Motel. And then uh, we just had Mounties. Uh, was it Make Up Your Mind? Yes. Thank you. See, I remembered. Um, and I'm, I, I do this to Reed every time I come on the show, and he's like, why do you insist on your own music? I'm like, I don't know, because I can. Otherwise, you're going to all the time. There, yeah, there are two <laughs> guests that we have that always insist on their own music. Who's the other one? Pat Steinberg. I love okay. Pat Steinberg. Yeah. He is a great guy, honestly. What I does love he Pat listen Steinberg. to? What kind of stuff does he like? Because he, him and Reed are like the same person. His stuff always falls under a theme for the night. Like some nights oh. he thinks he's Indiana Jones. Some nights he's, you know, That's weird. Star Wars or whatever. Okay. I, I don't know. I just like music that I like. Pat, Pat, like I could see him being to like Jack Johnson and Vance Joy and all that. Because he's, he's a good guy, but he's he's got a soft side to him. I've interviewed him a couple of times. I've never met him in person. But, uh, you know like what? We'll change that. All right. Next time. Pat Steinberg is a great guy. Uh, before the break, speaking of Edmonton, Calgary, of course, he works uh, the Calgary. He, do- he does Reed's job basically for exactly. Calgary, for the Calgary Flames. We were yes. talking uh, best quarterback in the CFL prior to the break, and I guess it's a toss-up between Mike Riley and Bolivar by Mitchell right now. We'll get your thoughts in a second, Tom. I just wanted to play uh, what Jason Moss had to say at practice today about his quarterback, Mike Riley. Uh, he's playing at an extremely high level. I think the guys around him are playing at an extremely high level. I think that's what affords the quarterback the opportunity to do what he's doing. I mean, our O-line's playing well, our, our running backs are playing well, our receivers are playing well, and it doesn't matter who we have in there, they're all doing their job. So quarterback always gets way too much credit and way too much blame, but uh, the credit he's getting right now is a lot to do with him, but it, it's our whole offensive group that's executing um, the game plans that we're putting in. And, you know, on top of that, you know, you look at our D and what they're able to do to get us the ball back and to stay on the field as long as we have in the last three games um, and have a winning record with all three phases doing that. That's when the quarterback's doing his part, you know, good things are happening. Yeah, I would say it's maturation process. I think being a part of the same offense, same group, same. When I talked about the beginning of the year, the continuity with our staff and the continuity with our playbook, uh, how that would help players. It helps the quarterback probably more than it helps anybody because he, he knows the language, he knows the reads. When he goes into a, to a meeting, he understands what's happening. The film study that he does is second to none. Um, you know, all those things, you know, play a part in that. So, you know, he's got more reps. I mean, I'm, I'm big on the old school of, you know, listen to what all the greats have said. And when Peyton Manning says every rep, I remember, and it helps me somewhere down the line. Mike's gotten a lot of reps on our offense now, and that's just helping him. That's uh, Jason Moss talking about Mike O'Reilly. Of course, he was the CFL top performer for the month of July. Another, I think he had two rushing touchdowns last week, and he threw for two back-to-back performances like that with four touchdowns, whether it's through the air or on the ground. But, man, oh, man, he's been good this season. With all the injuries, Tom, that the Eskimos have had, he's been the one steady force they relied upon. And uh, it it got close against Hamilton. Uh, The offensive line could barely protect them by the end of that game with all the injuries they had, but they found a way to hold on, move the ball just enough to let the defense get back out there and the time ran out for that one last play. But, you know, he's just outstanding what he's been doing this season. He And he took a few licks last game, too, because the O-line was patched up. What was it? Danny Groove played the two-and-a-half yeah. quarters with back spasms? That's what they say. That yes. is painful. And so, I mean, they held it together, and, uh, yeah, he took some licks. He is a tough, tough individual, and we learned that the first two years he was with this team. Uh, I, m- I remember, was it Cleon Lang got him really well in an afternoon game here in town? 
And uh, I was like, how is Riley not concussed after that? Because it was like it, he was on his way down and he got clipped from the back in the head. And then the next play, he gets up and throws like a 35-yard touchdown. And I'm like, this guy is insane. And you listen to Jason Moss talk about his quarterback there. The one thing that those two guys, in my opinion, just as an outside observer, um, between them that they share in terms of uh, character trait is the intensity, mm-hmm. I think. And I, and and then just kind of listening to Moss as as a coach and then Riley as the, the starting quarterback for this team, it seems like they're always on the same page and their, their mindset is the same. Um, and it's, it's a good combination and it's worked really well. And uh, it didn't take long for me to really appreciate what, what Mike Riley brings to the table. And uh, I mean, that first year with the team, uh, listen, they had to scrape together a team for that season. They were coming off some... Uh, a really bad year where they had essentially n- no quarterback. Matt, Matt Nichols, you know, was probably at the end of the year their best quarterback, but his ankle got broken in that freak play. And, um, yeah, Stephen Giles and Kerry Joseph couldn't get done. But, yeah, when Mike Riley came to this team, it's like, all right, what do we have here? And it still stung having lost Ricky Ray a couple years prior, at least in my mind. And uh, it didn't take long to realize that this guy was legit. And then the the winning and the, people follow leaders like him. You can tell when you listen to guys talk. I, I go and listen to all the all the clips every day with the team. I go on the Esks website to watch and see what's going on because I I like that kind of thing as a fan. And they always seem to say the same thing. And he's a leader that leads by example. Uh, I'm sure he says what he has to, but uh, you can tell that they're on board. And and the most important thing too is when it's go time he always shows up so um yeah we're lucky here to have a guy like mike riley and i i think he is as of right now like aj and like you said he's the the, he's the best quarterback in the league this season by far Uh, bo levi mitchell is definitely right there bo levi mitchell scares me every time i I watch him against whoever he plays against but uh, aj aj Jakubic made a really good point. You know, Bo Levi Mitchell has had so much success early on in his career, and he's earned all of it, and they've got great teams in Calgary. But, yeah, maybe a little bit of adversity. He's younger than Riley, too. But maybe some adversity would help him in the maturation process. And then eventually, you know, in three or four years, he is the complete quarterback on top of the intangibles he brings physically to the game, uh, which we've been able to watch. And, I mean, not that I like the Stampeders as an Eskimos fan, but you have to respect what Bo Levi Mitchell does every week and has accomplished thus far. So, I mean, I, this year it's Riley, but it, Bo Levi Mitchell's right there. Well, and, can change and, after Labor Day once those two teams play. Yeah, and I'm scared about Labor Day. I really am BU because mm-hmm. the injury thing isn't good. Uh, the offense is flying high, but um, the stamps are rolling. Like, they're rolling. Yeah, they played bad in Montreal a few weeks ago, but they're clicking just like we're used to seeing them click. Um, Labor Day is always fun, and uh, I look forward to going back down there, <laughs> maybe for the first time in six or seven years, seeing okay. Edmonton win down there. That would be fantastic. Well, the Battle of Alberta at the CFL is at an all-time high right now, and we expect the same with the NHL this season. Uh, it's what, you've been in studio for 40 minutes, we haven't talked about the Oilers, really. What and, team? Uh, you're the uh, reporter for the team, <laughs> so we should probably get to sure. some Oilers talk here quickly. Of course. Um, but yeah, you, you said something there. You said, you know, Oiler fan, or you said Eskimo fans are lucky to have Mike Riley, and Edmontonians are lucky to have him here, and we're also lucky at the, on the hockey side to see Connor McDavid, and that leads to expectations. I think a lot of people are expecting the Oilers to compete for a Stanley Cup uh, this season, and I on Oilers now, I read a 
tweet from David Stables. He had this poll where 9% of the people said uh, Peter Shirelli would not get a passing grade unless the others win the Stanley Cup this season. I'm like, oh my 9% God. or 90? No, just 9. nine. Still, oh, for 9% of people that feel that, it's like, why? Yeah. I mean, just because they have McDavid doesn't mean everything's going to fall into place and they're going to win the Stanley Cup. But having said that, we do expect this team to follow up on what they did last season, going to the second round, losing Game 7 to Anaheim. Maybe they were a bit ahead of schedule, but to you, for the Oilers this season, Tom, what would be um, a passing grade for... I mean, not where would your expectation, I guess, be for this team next season? What would make you, as a well, you're not a fan, but if you were a fan, what would make you happy with what the team was able to do next season? Okay, if I was a fan, be you... I would well, be happy with a Stanley Cup championship. Okay. But, uh, yeah, as, as from <laughs> my perspective, as the host of Oilers TV, I think they need to put, to have what would be dubbed a successful season, they need to push the needle forward again. Uh, they need to build, I mean, the first 100-point season, what, since 86, 87? That, like, they knocked off all these things, these records, not, not necessarily records, but, like, all these achievements that they hadn't done in decades and, and they knocked off, like, a whole slew of them last year. And it was a whirlwind. Uh, like, first 100-point player since Doug Waite in 95-96. Uh, first Art Ross since Gretzky, 86-87. Mm-hmm. First 100-point season. They, you know, they challenged for the division, which they haven't done forever. I think, well, the early 90s, something like 91 or 92, we've, maybe even before that. Um, so, yeah, I think they have to move the needle forward. They have to improve on... Uh, that hundred was 103 points they finished with yeah. last year. Uh, whether it be 105, okay, yeah, good. But and and they also, I I'd want them to always the top teams in the league. You know who gave them a hard time last year? Nashville. Yeah, they did. You know who gave them a hard time? Washington. Although they beat Washington when Washington came here. Pittsburgh beat them. Pittsburgh both times beat too. them both times. I mean. Um, yeah, because I remember saying, like, if the Oilers had won and gone on to the conference final, uh, whoever was left, uh, they had not beaten all year. Whoever It was Pittsburgh and uh, who was it in the East? Pittsburgh played, see? In the Stanley Cup final? No, no, no. Or in the, in the Eastern, Eastern final. final, they played, uh, was it Ottawa? Yeah, Ottawa. Ottawa. And the Oilers lost both games to the Sens. I think the Oilers were, like, 0-4-1 against those teams. And... Uh, Something like that. They, they, so those are the teams, like the, the cup contenders, I think that they have to be better against and get points from. Uh, and then also they have to show up against teams that uh, are on the low end of the spectrum. And they did that for the most part last year. So uh, in, improvement uh, in the s- stats and point total, uh, I would, ex- you know, you would think that they could go back to the second round and then mm. get into the conference final this year. That would show... Uh, logical progression and satisfy most people, I would think. And then on top of that, um, growth from individuals. And I mean, I don't know how much growth you want to see from Connor McDavid. Maybe instead of a hundred points, he gets 110, 115, mm-hmm. and plays all 82 I think the games. The hockey news has him at 120. So they have him at 120. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm I'm sure he saw that, and that's like a, a personal challenge that he'll never admit to. Yeah. But uh, you want to see Leon Drysaddle take another step. You want to see Darnell Nurse continue to mature on the on the back end. You want to see Matt Benning um, start to become a veteran instead of just a. a, a rookie going into his sophomore year you want to see these guys kind of evolve as players so that they're steady and they don't make the glaring mistakes uh the bad 
if you're on D, the the bad blind passes along the wall that get picked off and all of a sudden it's back in, in, in the back of your net. Uh, I think if Cam Talbot doesn't start 73 regular season games, that's a bonus and that's moving the needle forward. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe El- Laurent Brossois takes a step forward and uh, and starts to become a bona fide NHL uh, backup goaltender. So I think those are the things you want to see and then results-wise improve on, on the totals that they had last year in terms of points and then maybe win the division. Win that division. Yeah, you know what? That would be out last year. I, people here would love that, and then and then fight like hell like they did in the playoffs again. And they have all the talent in the world. We've seen that. If they can stay healthy, there's no reason why they couldn't, you know, win that game seven instead of lose it. And listen, Anaheim, Anaheim played a great game, game seven. They really did. Yeah. Uh, it was game five where the the come from behind that one hurt. I think that, I mean, the Oilers came back incredibly strong and resiliently. Uh, in game six, but um, yeah, that game five really hurt because that, that swung a lot of the momentum and, and all of a sudden I think that's when doubt might have started to creep in. Not a lot, but like all of a sudden you, you start to give the Ducks like, hey, these guys aren't going away without a fight. Uh, I know the, the game winner was controversial. Mm. <laughs> it's tough when you can't move your goalie pad to make a save because someone's yeah, holding it, but um, all in all, last season was tremendous uh, it was something the fans really needed, and I think they enjoyed it. And I think the expectation from within uh, the locker room and on the outside will will go up. It's got to progress, right? They want to the top of the mountain. They've started to climb it. Yeah. Just push it forward. And I think they have the right mindset, knowing a lot of those guys like we get to, to deal with day in and day out BU. They seem to have the right demeanor. So I think that's what I would look for is build on what you did last year because they did some great things and I don't, I don't know why it wouldn't be uh, doable again and why you wouldn't be able to build off of that because uh, unless they get a ridiculous amount of injuries they should be okay and you know what uh, Peter Shirelli I think he made some he, he has something there he can see he has something there that was capable of doing what they did last year and he just tweaked it he didn't, he didn't need to add a, a you know, ten million dollar guy, which he, you know, he's got them already. They've developed yeah. them, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how Ryan Strom develops because you know he wants to play better than he did last year, and he started to play better with Doug Waite. Uh, it's going to see to see what UC Jokinen is capable of doing, uh, to see what the defense can do without Andre Sekera, how Chris Russell adapts to it without Andre Sekera there. Um, so yeah, they're gonna they're gonna face some challenges, but. You would think they have the horses to get it done. Yeah, no doubt about that. The expectations are changing for this team, and you would like to see uh, them flourish, having faced those expectations. But, I mean, look at this. I just pulled this up here. Pittsburgh won their first Stanley Cup with Crosby, 08-09. They didn't win it again until 15-16, so that's seven years. It just seems like, okay, well, there's some McDavid and some fans and all these analytic people out there are... St- okay, you need to win the Stanley Cup now. McDavid's on his entry level contract. Do all these big moves right now. Trade this guy. We need to improve. And I, I like what Shelley did this offseason. Um, he didn't, as you talked about, he made the big splash last uh, offseason, yeah. signing Lucci, trading Hall. This offseason, he traded Everly for some salary cap reasons and got a player that can come in and hopefully help this team and do some other things that Everly did, couldn't do. Um, maybe not pick up as many points early, but maybe... What else he brings to the table will help this team, and I think he's a bigger guy. Yeah, he's a bigger guy. Versatile. Maybe he's maybe he's a little bit tougher on the wall. You know, 
that, things like that. Play center as well. We yeah. don't know where he's going to fit in. But yeah, so you, you have that. And then you look at this roster and we say, as you said, will Nurse step up? Will Benning step up up front? Will Slepeshev or Poliarvi, one of these guys, have a breakout season? We don't know yet, and I think we need to find out. And How's let them Drake Kajula going to do this year? Exactly. You know? So let them play Yeah. in their current positions. And then at the trade deadline is when you make the big move. So I, I, I like what Shirley did this offseason. He didn't make that big fancy move. But I think he's thinking we have a lot of pieces here. We have a lot of promising pieces. Let's wait and see where they all fit in before we go out and make that big blockbuster move. And some guy called in others now today and said, Shirley should have traded, made a big splash at the deadline this year. That's why they lost against Anaheim. And I said, well, how yeah. would you feel if they traded the first round pick and they didn't have Kyler Yamamoto in the system now. And they didn't right. win the Stanley Cup. But there's no guarantee if they traded that first and pick, they would win the Stanley Cup. Right. So it's just like, let's be patient here. Yes, we expect the others to win Stanley Cups. Maybe it's this year, maybe it's not. But we do expect, the expectations have, yeah. the mean, bar has been raised. And it should be raised, and it's about time well, it's raised. Let's not get raised. crazy. But, I mean, like I said, move that needle forward, build off what you did last year. Let's be logical about this. And I understand the analytics crowd or those watching the cap crunch and all that uh, and, and their urgency, but um, I don't know. I don't think you rock the boat, and I, I think Peter Shirelli knows that too. I mean, I'm not a GM, but in my mind, they have they have the nucleus that's there. Let, let these guys grow and develop because these are the guys you want to carry this team to glory, and that's why you're putting faith in them. And then when they take that onus on themselves and they pride themselves and they were champions in junior and they were great players all the way growing up you would think that they'd be able to take that next step and challenge them themselves personally to become great players at the pro level and sometimes it doesn't take it's not an overnight thing it doesn't you know you can't just do it in your second season like a Connor mcdavid does you know when you're at the pro level uh it's not like junior where you can go into your second year and be a superstar in the league uh just like turning on a light switch Seriously, I mean, no, I when you play junior, the window's so small. <laughs> These guys are in this league for three, four years. You go from being a rookie, learning the game, and then the next year they're, you know, 90 to 100-point guys in junior. You can't – it doesn't – the trajectory for pro hockey players isn't the same. It takes longer. They have to learn the game, and, and that's the thing. It's a it's a, an eye-opener for a lot of those guys. You hear it every time we go into training camp for the young guys. It's the first thing they say. This is all new to me. You know, I'm living on my own. I don't have someone cooking for me. Nobody buys me groceries. <laughs> you know, I don't have I don't have my billet family here. What's going on? I live in a hotel. Like, it's it's a it's a lifestyle change, and um, it takes growth, and maturation. So, Kellen's what do the, I know? Kellen's gonna be the. We need to take a break. It's all uh, right, 7:52 Kellen. in uh, Edmonton. Tom Gazola. We, we, let's just let's wrap it up here, Tom. We'll have to let you go because I'll need to wrap up the show after this. Uh, thanks for coming by. Hey, thanks for having me. What's your schedule like here coming up? When are you back at it? Uh, <laughs> I, I'd like to say September 7th when we fly okay. to Penticton. Uh, but, yeah, it's just uh, using up the rest of my holidays. If you see me at the Eskimo games, say hello. always like that. Um, I'll be golfing, set the new personal best, playing with Reed last week. Oh, wow. Shot an 84, so wow. I'm pretty proud That's of that. 42-42 at Riverside. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'll just be golfing, having fun, and catching up with friends. And uh, you're on Oilers Now next week as well. So don't forget that. When is that? Thursday. With who? With uh, Chris Westcott. And? And me. Who's Chris Westcott? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love Chris Westcott. (laughs) He's like a little brother. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are both beauties. All right. Thanks Thanks. for stopping by, Tom. We'll take a quick time out. We'll come back and wrap up the show. This is Inside Sports.
This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. 7.55 in Edmonton, wrapping up Inside Sports here. We need to get to an action furnace uh, scoreboard update, home of the fixed right, or it's free guarantee. Visit actionfurnace.ca Toronto in action right now at home, hosting the New York Yankees. They lead 4-2 in the top of the ninth inning. I won't lie, I've been watching a lot of baseball at all because the Blue Jays haven't been very good. So my interest in baseball is uh, out the window right now. And uh, I'm going to be watching... Actually, the CFL has been a lot more exciting this year than I expected. It's been a lot of close games and a lot of uh, excitement right till the end. So I've really enjoyed that. I've been watching a lot of golf. I know Tom's in here, so it's like I'm talking to you. I don't know what... You're just listening. And the NFL is starting up too right away, so I'm really fired up about that. But uh, baseball, the playoffs will be good, of course. But right now, not a whole lot to follow uh, on the baseball front with the Blue Jays struggling. They are winning tonight, though, 4-2 against the Yankees. 7.56, that wraps up uh, Inside Sports. More on the program, I believe we will have uh, Kevin Carius in studio. Uh, Dave Morley will join us from Ottawa. The Eskimos uh, getting set for that game against the Red Blacks on Thursday. Will they make it to 7-0? We'll have to wait and find out. Uh, but that wraps up Inside Sports. I'm back with Oilers now tomorrow. Quinn Phillips and uh, Jack Haskins from Global Edmonton will be in and much, much more ahead on that front. So, Kellen, what's up next? I, is it the Adler Show? I haven't yeah. been in this late for so yes. long. I totally Charles forgot Adler what's tonight. up. Charles Adler tonight. Look forward to that on the Chorus Radio Network. But first, Scott C. is your 8 o'clock news. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.